heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Welcome, everyone. This is Letty Medina, and I'm your host for this week's Healing the Whole Person. And I have the great pleasure of having my dear friend Ann Busick in the studio with me today. Hi, Ann. Hi, Letty. So happy to be here with you. Thank you. So um, Ann and I are going to spend this next hour uh, just kind of talking over different aspects of healing, kind of covering the four different types of healing that are kind of uh, defined in the catechism and sharing different stories of healing and trying to encourage the listeners to to understand that no matter what kind of woundedness or um, heartache you may be feeling, physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it is, God is the divine physician. Amen. And, and he wants to heal his people. And I think that's one of the most beautiful titles of God, I think, in Scripture that we don't often hear about or talk about. God is the divine physician because that is exactly what he is. He is the healer of our souls, the one who wants to bring his healing and just his grace into our lives to transform everything. Amen. And, and I think if we're honest with ourselves, Everyone needs healing. Absolutely. There's not one person I've ever met in this world that hasn't experienced some form of hurt, a woundedness in their heart. Um, uh, sometimes it's self-inflicted through our own sins, exactly. and sometimes it's inflicted upon us by other people. I mean, the only person who never needed it was Our Lady because she was conceived without original sin. All the rest of us are very much in need of God's healing power and Beautiful, grace. beautiful point, true. And Mary is such a wonderful resource for us to draw us to her son, the Divine Physician. Amen. So. What a gift that is. So, but you know, it takes courage to admit when we need healing. Um, it, it takes humility to kind of be honest about where we're really at. Um, you know, I know that you're you have a story from your childhood that, you know, it you you encountered a lot of hurt early yeah. on. You know, and, and I think this is this is a, a subject that really is important to talk about, and that is the from my own life the the wounds of my life um, or parts of my life anyway, came from a, a bullying that I experienced in childhood, which is, you know, such a huge problem for um, in the world today. I, I think it's getting a little bit better because there's more awareness of it. But certainly when I was young, all those years ago, there really wasn't much talk about it. And so I did go through quite a bit of bullying when I was in, um, in my elementary school years. And um, as with, you know, as with those kinds of those kinds of incidents, it just caused tremendous wounds in my heart. It um, those years of bullying from fifth grade to eighth grade um, created a state of profound anger within me. Um, I, I was a very angry kid. I, I remember, you know, feeling like, or I remember it seemed like every other word out of my mouth was a swear word at the time. Um, and, you know, I, I had a younger sibling who I kind of took my aggression out on, you know, because I, you know, so often when we experience pain and, and suffering, you know, we don't know what to do with it. And so we, we pass it on to others. And I did that with one of my siblings. And um, it even led me to the point of, you know, I started um, trying to find ways of bringing peace into my heart or, or ways of, of trying to escape from the wounds that I was feeling. And so it led me down a path of, you know, getting involved in destructive behaviors. And uh, kind of the final uh, nail in the coffin was, uh, you know, I remember thinking, um, 
you know, God, if you if you really, you know, of course I was saying this to God, but then questioning whether he was real, right? So right, I said, right. God, if you were really there, if you really existed, I don't understand why you would let a kid go through the kind of pain that I'm going through and the kind of suffering that I'm going through. And so I came to a point where I just decided I didn't want to believe in God anymore. And I think there's so many people who come to that point too, who yes. go through tremendous suffering in their lives. And certainly what I went through is is probably nothing compared to what a lot of people go through. But I know the just the suffering that I went through led me to this place of going, I, I don't believe in God anymore. And, you know, in my own life, it was an experience uh, through Medjugorje, through Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje, um, my heart was completely changed. The instant that I heard about these apparitions of Our Lady, it was like it was like a, a, a chisel was taken to my heart, and all the stone that surrounded my heart would just crash to the floor around me, and my heart was flooded, filled with grace, and truly those wounds of my heart that I had then, that was when they ceased to have any influence on my life. That, that was, you know, it was like the anger was gone, the pain was gone, and it was replaced by this incredible grace of God that has been with me ever since then. Praise God. I can affirm that because I walk with Anne very closely, and she is filled with the Holy Spirit. And and you even say now that you didn't recognize then what was happening, but it was truly the, the Holy Spirit was just flooding you with oh, yeah. new life. I mean, I had no idea what was going on. I just knew that, you know, I was 15 years old when this transformative experience happened and not well-versed at all in the spiritual life. So I, I didn't understand anything about the spiritual life, about the way the Lord works, about the way the Holy Spirit works. So I didn't have language to describe what was happening to me. I just knew that the pain that was there is gone, that the destructive behaviors that I was engaged in, I no longer had any desire to do that, and that all of that was replaced by this sudden burning, passionate desire for more of God, for more of whatever this was that I had just encountered, that it changed my life. So beautiful. It was only years later that I came to understand that it was the Holy Spirit at work, but it, it, it took a lot of walking with the Lord to understand what He had done in my life all those years ago. Yeah, so beautiful. And I guess I just want to encourage anyone who's listening right now who maybe is struggling with hurts and pains and, and um, fears and doubts about your own journey and your own woundedness. Um, just hear what Anne is saying. The Lord wants to come into your life. He wants to heal all of his children so that we can live in the freedom that we uh, are given to live as children of God. He does not want us yes. to live in bondage to sin or darkness or wounds from the past, emotional baggage that we carry around. He wants healing for his people. And, you know, I think so often when people when the wounds in our life are self-inflicted, as some of them were in my own life, some of them came from the bullying, but some of them came from the destructive behaviors that I got involved in, I think so often we can feel trapped. We can feel like we can't get out of this. We, you know, we're stuck. And, you know, I, I can attest, I can testify that the power of God can perform miracles. And, and actually, I should rephrase that because it shouldn't be considered a miracle that God wants to heal us. That should be everyday life. Amen. God wants to heal his people on an everyday basis. Yes. But the only thing that's preventing that from happening on an everyday basis is so often we don't ask. So often we don't open our hearts. So often we don't let him in. And we don't take advantage of the tools that are given to us 
to get to that healing, like the sacraments of our church. Yes, I think, again, it's very, very important for people to understand that we need to take action ourselves. When we are in a place of brokenness, we need to seek the healing that God offers us so freely through his church, through his people who are ordained to, to help in this healing ministry, whether they're priests or deacons or lay people called mm-hmm. to work in healing ministries, uh, which is a beautiful part of the church that, you know, isn't talked about quite as often as it should be. Um, I, you know, I'll share a little bit about my own journey of healing. So in contrast to you, I was I was older. I was, um, uh, this actually started about uh, almost 10 years ago where I started to feel this uh, burning in my heart. One day in front of the Blessed Sacrament, I'm praying to him and asking him, you know, um, for graces to continue to seek his will in my life. And all of a sudden I started just feeling this burning, burning in my heart and I didn't understand it. And it was quite confusing to me, but I knew it was uh, extraordinary. I knew it was happening in a place of safety right there at his feet. because I am a, a medical person by nature and I have a medical background, I, I, I sought um, medical advice because I wanted to be prudent about ruling out mm-hmm. the possibility of heart issues because I started having weird things happening in my heart. And um, so I sought the advice of a, of a physician, a cardiologist, and wanted to get tested. And again, they told me with great confidence that I had a perfectly healthy heart, even though I was feeling all that stuff happening, even while they were examining my heart. Mm -hmm. And I knew then it was spiritual. And that gave me the courage then to share it with a good friend that I was having these issues. And this friend I knew had spiritual gifts to kind of help discern these things. And he quickly said, well, yes. God is healing your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was shocked. And I kind of argued a bit with <laughs> my friend and said, I don't think so. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then as I spent more time in prayer about it, I realized that God was indeed healing my heart of wounds that I didn't even recognize yeah. that I had. So that's another mm-hmm. important point, right, Anne, that we don't even recognize some of the woundedness mm-hmm. that we have from our childhood, from Absolutely. broken relationships. Yes. And God will reveal them when we sit with him. And, and that, that really is the key when we sit with him, because when we do that, and particularly in silence, you know, we, God speaks so profoundly in silence. And when we sit with the Lord in silence, he reveals things to us that, that the noise of the world kind of prevents us from hearing so often. And, and that's exactly what you were talking about. You were sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament. You were in silence. You know, you were in silence there. And the Lord began revealing this to you. And isn't that the case for all of us? You know, don't all of us sometimes function and interact with people in ways that are not the healthiest because they come from places of woundedness that we may not recognize in our own lives. Absolutely. And those places need healing. Yeah. And so what happened after that is I began to seek opportunities to find the healing that I knew God was trying to bring about in my heart. And so one of the first opportunities, I was with my friend Mary Beth. We went to visit her dear uh, spiritual father, Father Caserta, an older priest out in Ohio. I knew he had gifts of the Spirit, very open to the Spirit, moving through him as as a priest of God. And I asked him to pray over me. And after he prayed over me and he said, honey, something's blocking the mm-hmm. grace of God. And I said, Father, I don't know what to say other than I've been told there's a lot of spiritual warfare against my family. My sister in particular has some issues. Um, 
could that be it? And he said, oh, well, let me pray prayers of deliverance uh, to deliver any spiritual block that might be there. And he began to pray again. And then he said, oh, yes, that was it. Mm -hmm. He said, when I prayed those prayers of deliverance, the heavens opened up on you and you were flooded with grace. Mm -hmm. And I could have, I could feel the grace. I walked out of that time of prayer profoundly um, affected by the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the healing that had been happening in my heart during that time of prayer. And I felt a new freedom, even from that little 15 minutes of prayer. It was, a, it was an incredible gift. Amen. Yeah. Um, so brothers and sisters, you know, we're here to share these stories with you. We are only two examples, mm -hmm. but we, we both know many people who've gone through yes. similar journeys of healing. Yep. And so maybe you haven't walked around the kind of circles that we've walked around where people are more in touch with the spiritual reality of the need for deeper um, inner healing of the heart, in, uh, healing of the memories, healing of generational um, baggage, things like that. Uh, but we're here to just encourage you mm -hmm. to recognize that these are real things that we should be taking advantage of the healing opportunities that are available to us again through the church. Yeah, and you know, um, my background, I've been doing ministry for, full-time ministry basically for the last 20 years. Um, but before that, um, in my previous life, I was a social worker and had many opportunities um, in various different aspects of social work to work with people who are deeply wounded. You know, some in counseling settings, some in child welfare settings, and, and, and just lots of different kinds of, you know, lots of different kinds of settings. And one of the things that I remember uh, just really being aware of is that, you know, and, and I want to state this very carefully, because I firmly believe that when people need something like counseling or therapy, that's a wonderful thing. People should avail themselves of those opportunities yes. as much as possible when they see that they are in a place of struggling. Um, but the people that came to me for help, we could work months on a particular problem and not get very far. But when you take a problem to God, yeah, God can heal at the very root what that problem is. And, you know, um, in Medjugorje, one of the things that Our Lady has said um, in this most beautiful place of apparitions, Our Lady has said that if the West took the sacrament of reconciliation seriously, if we began practicing this sacrament more regularly, whole sections of the world could experience profound healing. Mm. And, I, you know, I, I think that's an incredibly powerful thing to really emphasize with people that, that while we're certainly encouraged to seek all the help that we can get through the, you know, through medicine, through therapy services and all of that kind of stuff. But God is the divine physician can heal in an instant what may, might take 20 years of therapy to Amen. do, right? I mean, it's so true. It's so true. Oh, my gosh. And then if we go back to the scripture that started off this show, Matthew 10, 7 and 8, as you go, make this proclamation, the kingdom of heaven is at hand cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons, without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. And I bring this up because he says cure the sick, right? And yes. so when we say sick, what does that mean? Sick can be physical, mental, mm -hmm. spiritual, you know, emotional. And um, he wants us to be cured. He wants us to be he healed. Does. He does. Um, and, and one caution, that last sentence, without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. So brothers and sisters, if you have to pay 
for healing that is supposed to be of a spiritual nature, walk away. Yeah, yeah. there's something shady there's going on there. something that is not of God there. He yeah. made it very clear to those of us that work for him on behalf of his church, we're not to receive payment mm-hmm. for that kind of work. Mm-hmm. We're to receive, we receive freely, we give freely. Yes. The graces that flow through him, from him to, to others. Um, and we don't expect payment because it is his grace alone that brings the healing. And kind of along that line, you know, I think when people are in pain, um, they see they're, they're desperate to find help. Yes. They're desperate to find relief. Um, they're desperate to find healing. And so often that leads people down paths that are contrary to church teaching. They go to, you know, it reminded me of that when you said to pay, you know, that people demand payment sometimes. You know, when they go to things like, um, you know, Reiki masters, or when they go to wherever it is, or, you know, to the to fortune tellers, or these different yeah. these different places that, that supposedly are going to offer them some kind of healing and relief, when in reality what they're doing is just offering them more suffering and pain. And, you know, it might seem like a temporary relief if they get some kind of, you know, some kind of temporary relief right away. But really long term, it's it's it just leads to deeper suffering. Absolutely. And so that is a, a gentle warning to all of you uh, not to open doors uh, to these other types of healing, healing that are not from God. Um, we, we cannot turn uh, away from our dear Lord, who is the divine physician who wants to to bring us to that fullness mm-hmm. of life that only he can give. Um, it is, we're cl- coming into a quick commercial break, um, but don't go away. There's more to share about the different kinds of healing. We have more stories to share about God's miraculous healing in the lives of other people. And um, he is calling all of us to be involved in his work of healing to build up the body of Christ. This is Letty Medina with Healing the Whole Person, and we'll be back right after this short break. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore, wishing the fullness of God's blessings upon all those who will soon be receiving the sacrament for the first time. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including a virtual tour, is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Join Sports Faith International and WSFI as we host our 13th annual Sports Faith Hall of Fame Saturday, May 22nd, as we recognize outstanding athletes who are exemplary role models. This year inductees, Jim Grabowski of the Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers, Rich Gannon of the Super Bowl Raiders, an 18-year NFL veteran, Deacon Steve Javi, NBA referee and ESPN commentator, Catholic Memorial Girls Varsity Soccer Team, Indiana's winningest baseball coach Dave Pishker, and American Life League 
Briggs, Hugh Brown. 4 p.m. Mass is at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish in Kenosha with Bishop Paprocki, and the induction ceremony led by Bears Patrick McCaskey begins at 6 p.m. at the Pleasant Prairie Doubletree Hilton. Visit sportsfaithinternational.org or purchase tickets online at wsficatholicradio.org or call Angela at 847-331-6994, 847-331-6994, or visit wsficatholicradio.org. Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Healing the Whole Person, and I'm here with Ann Busick, and we are just talking about different aspects of healing and God's desire to heal his people. Um, I want to start off with this quote from um, Pope Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI. In his book, Jesus of Nazareth, um, he wrote, Healing is essential dimension of the apostolic mission and of Christian faith in general. It can even be said that Christianity is a therapeutic religion, a religion of healing. I thought that was so beautiful. That is beautiful. I've not, I've not heard that before, but yeah, absolutely. And what's particularly beautiful about that is that, um, you know, as we said earlier on, God is the divine physician, but then we are all his extensions. We are his hands and feet. And so by extension, we are meant to be instruments of healing to a- those around us. Amen. Um, I'll share just real briefly. I, I was with this one friend of mine who God brought to me um, to give encouragement to her to draw her back into the sacramental life of the church. She had kind of fallen away from the practice of the faith and a lot of wounds from past broken relationships and some you know bad decisions in her life. And, and she said to me one day, probably six months into our journey, and you know she had been receiving quite a bit of healing by going to confession and going to mass and just speaking to me and, and learning about her, how much God loves her. And she said, you know, I have been going to counseling for over two decades, and I have found more healing in the mm-hmm. last six months than I did in those 20 years. Amen. And that's Amen. exactly what you said, yep. right? That it's God's power. It's God's desire. Mm-hmm. It's his grace. Because when it's when it's just the counseling, and, and again, you know, not to diminish that at all, but when it's counseling, that's human effort. Right. And that's good. We need that. That's good. But when we go to God, it's divine effort, and it's a divine work, and there's no comparison. <laughs> and so what I, you know, what I want to encourage the listeners to think about, and, and I, you know, I, I have a charism for um, reaching out. I, I've been, mm-hmm. I've been, I prayed yes, for the do. gift, <laughs> I prayed for the gift to be a fisher of men, and I have that gift. I proclaim it boldly now because it is, it is. I been, can testify, uh, that's true. <laughs> it's been affirmed that I have that gift. Um, but but what I want to encourage others to do is to realize that God is calling each of you, not mm-hmm. maybe not in the exact same way He called me, but but that we have a responsibility. If we are true believers and we see people around us who are hurting and who do not know the Lord, pray about how you can bring them mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you know you, you may do it by inviting them to uh, a prayer service or um, a or, mass. Or, or a simple word of kindness. How are you doing today? Well, exactly. Develop a relationship mm-hmm. with them. And yes. then living out your faith life, it becomes mm-hmm. evident that you're a believer. You say things like, I'll pray for you when mm-hmm. they share some of their struggles, right? And those things change lives. 
And, you know, I, I think we can be instruments of that healing when we've experienced it ourselves. And so I think it starts with, as you said at the beginning, it takes humility and it takes, yes. you know, just this humble attitude of, Lord, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm weak and sinful in need of your healing. And when we can experience that ourselves, how can we not want to bring that to the people around us? And so it really starts with our own um, connection with the Lord and allowing him to heal us first so that then he could use us to touch other people. Exactly. And I think what I would say, too, is that we're often afraid, right? Mm-hmm. We're afraid of saying the wrong thing. We're afraid of um, offending people because we don't know what their belief system is, mm-hmm. all these things. What I want, I want to encourage all of you to do <laughs> in those situations is to pray. Say a prayer. And this, I have a perfect example of this. One time I was uh, interacting with a person that I cared about very much, and she informed me that she was going to go to one of those energy healers. And my heart just, you know, dropped when mm-hmm. I heard that. And I didn't want to immediately speak against it because I knew that she didn't know any better. So I, I ended up just listening, and then I, you know, walked away. I went and I said a prayer. And I asked God to give me the words Mm -hmm. to instead to go back and invite her to something that would bring true healing into her life. And he gave me the words. I invited her to this alternative faith-based, Catholic-based healing opportunity. Mm -hmm. And she said yes. Amen. (laughs) And she never went to that energy healer. (laughs) And I was petrified. I have to say, I was in that moment, I was petrified. And yet... I had the wisdom to go pray, ask for his grace. He gives us the grace, gives us the words, and I then went back and did what he had put on my heart to do. And isn't that beautiful? It's that God's healing power can work through the simplest of acts. You know, you you inviting her to this thing, and and it, you know, it might not sound like a miracle. It was a miracle. It was. It was a miracle. And, and you know, it's back to kind of what I said earlier that miracles should be a part of everyday life. That kind of miracle, or, or us taking that step out in faith to invite people to to be people of love and kindness in our surroundings, that creates the opportunities for miracles to happen all around. Exactly. And so, what I, I again, I want to encourage people. Don't allow fear or doubt or insecurity about what words you're going to use. Don't let that be an mm-hmm. obstacle to being a tool and an instrument for the Lord. Lean into him. Pray. Ask for the Holy Spirit to give you what you need and believe that he will give it. Yes. And he will. Because ultimately it's not dependent. God working through us is not dependent on our giftedness, on our our eloquence, on being special or whatever exactly. it's only dependent on our yes and if we say yes he can he can work through every weakness that we have Amen. he can work through every seeming limitation that we have so all we need to do is say yes to him amen so that's my one one uh, <laughs> exhortation to you all today is push past fear Amen. and let the Holy Spirit use you to be an instrument of healing in the lives of others. So let's talk, Anne, about the four categories of healing. So according to this booklet called Guidelines of Prayer for Healing, and it was published by the Doctrinal Commission of the International Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Okay, so there's four basic categories of healing. So the first one is physical healing. So let's talk a little bit about physical healing. You and I both know someone who is physically healed yes, of a brain tumor. Yes, we do. And I'm actually going to host her on this show yes. at some point, not too down, not too far down the road. But 
we can at least mention, and I know you know others, don't mm-hmm. you? Absolutely. I right. know many people who've experienced physical healing, c- concrete, real, diagnosable physical healing as a result of God's intervention in their life. And the woman that you mentioned, um, she's definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, again, so many people have lost sight that this is even a possibility mm-hmm. because we're so rooted in science and, you know, the real world. And if you can't see it or understand it, it can't happen. And, um, and that's not true. God, no. God can do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. And he does. <laughs> and he does. Um, it is not proclaimed on the nightly news like it should be, mm-hmm. because guess what? They're more about the sensationalistic stuff that, you know, um, is most of the very negative. But um, Well, and, you know, if, if you look at kind of the history of apparitions in our church, um, God chose Lourdes chose the this place of apparition to make manifest to to show us concretely he is a god who wants to heal us physically he wants to heal us in all ways but he also wants to heal us physically because the specific charism or or gift given in lords is physical healing and you know it, it doesn't that say everything to us that god wants to heal his people it does it does and in fact i'll, I'll give one little example of that so my sister, and I'll talk about her a little bit later in the show too, um, but she suffered from a pretty severe case of ulcerative colitis. It's a very, very dangerous um, illness. It's an auto, autoimmune disease. It is um, basically you have a lot of bleeding from the colon. It's life-threatening. You can become so anemic that you could die from that. Uh, you can get secondary infections. It's very painful, the cramping and the, and the bleeding that's happening. Um, she had suffered from that for a number of years. My parents took her to Lourdes, and she never had it again. After, after bathing in the, those hol- mm-hmm. holy waters, mm-hmm. she never had it again. I think sometimes what people um, struggle with in terms of understanding the healing power is why do some get healed and why don't some get healed? And, you know, that's a hard question to answer. But, you know, um, we know that God has a purpose for everything, you know, he, and he wants, he, you know, we can't let the fact that maybe some people are not healed um, in the way that we want them to be. Don't let that be an impediment to seeking that healing yourself. Because, you know, God, he's like that. He's like the father. No father would want his four-year-old son to be afraid to ask him for something. Every father would want their little child to be free enough to ask him for anything. And so it is with God. God wants us to be free enough with him to ask him for absolutely anything, including our physical healing. Amen. And, you know, healings are continuing to happen in Medjugorje, in Lourdes, in Fatima, all over the world. If you go to some of these holy shrines, Mm -hmm. um, there are so, there's so many witnesses to the healings that have happened over this over the years, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't stopped. No, so, they haven't. You know, if you know somebody who is experiencing some terrible illness, don't be afraid to suggest. Have you ever thought about going on mm-hmm. a pilgrimage to Lourdes in particular, because mm-hmm. that is known for the healing in particular? But um, we 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 cannot put limits on God. No, we, absolutely not. <laughs> So the second type of healing, okay, this is psychological healing, and this is the healing of wounds to the human psyche, including emotional wounds, okay? So uh, examples of this are feelings of rejection, because maybe you've had a broken relationship, Mm -hmm. and so from that point on, you feel like you're 
not good enough. Um, you're never going to be good enough. Um, and that's basically what happened to me in my own healing. That was, you know, the emotional wounds that were inflicted on me that caused just incredible, you know, uh, self-doubt and incredible, you know, um, um, just, you know, the rejection that, that really kind of affected my heart and created such anger within me. That was that was what happened to me. The Lord healed that emotional, psychological component of my being and yeah. changed it forever. And I think that is an underlying um, reality for so, so many people, mm-hmm. right? We, we often hear, and I want to speak these terms out, the father wound, the mother wound, okay? Mm-hmm. Mothers and fathers in this world, we're human, right? We're all human and we're all broken vessels. And none of us are going to make perfect decisions about how to raise our children. And so sometimes in the decisions we make as parents, we hurt our children. I know I have. There's no question that I have made mistakes. And so there can be a wound in the heart in your children resulting from a broken relationship with one of the parents or both of the parents, which then can translate into, well, I can't have a relationship with God the Father or Mother Mary because I don't trust mothers and fathers Mm -hmm. because I've been hurt Mm -hmm. by them. And so there's a healing that's needed, an emotional healing that we can bring about through words of our Lord Jesus, you know, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we we ask you, Lord, to heal this wound of the, the heart, you know, and set people free. And, you know, it, it takes an element of profound trust. Um, when you have those kinds of wounds, mother and father wounds, it takes an act of profound trust to allow God or Our Lady into your life if you've had, if you've had those kinds of encounters. And, and I, I also just really want to encourage people, you know, if you do have those kinds of wounds, um, I, I know it's easy to say things. It's a lot harder to do things. But, but just to speak these words that um, God is not like our you know, earthly father. Our Lady is not like our earthly mother who, you know, where we might have experienced some wounds. They are love personified. And, you know, sometimes it just takes um, making an act of faith, an act of trust and saying, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but I want to open my heart to that healing power that can come through having a relationship with the Lord in a deeper way or inviting Our Lady into my life. Exactly. Beautiful. You know, along these lines of psychological healing, I I do want to bring up my sister Kay. So she was diagnosed with um, mental health problems um, 35 years ago. So it's been a long, hard road um, for her. Um, In recent years, I've come to understand that it's it's most likely both mental health and spiritual. And so that's going to be the third category of healing we're going to talk about. So physical healing, psychological healing, and spiritual healing. But the the psychological piece, part of that is the isolation that happens around people who are identified as having a mental illness. Um, I think most of us who uh, have experienced either in our own lives struggles with anxiety, depression, um, or know people that we love in our families that struggle with these things, bipolar disorder, whatever form it takes, um, it's it's a struggle within society to then be accepted because mm-hmm. you're like, well, you're mentally ill, you know, you you know, you don't fit in, and so there's a lot of isolation that often happens. And I just want to share an example. So my sister Kay. Um, really did struggle from that isolation um, and that loneliness um, because 
partly because of life circumstances. My parents both passed away 10 years ago. I was up here in, you know, in the Illinois area raising my family. And so she was on her own most in Texas. days in Texas. Yeah. And then the Lord gave me the grace and opened the doors to, for me to bring her up here. And now I'm, I'm her primary support person. But what, what happened just this past Monday, and it was just, or Tuesday, Tuesday, um, was such a, a gift. And it was that my some of my sisters in Christ that I'm very close to in this area and from my parish, um, they have all come to know and love Kay. And um, we gathered at her house on Tuesday to celebrate her 60th birthday. And the beauty mm. of God's grace in that evening, that two and a half hours of joy that was poured into that evening was healing. Mm. It was healing for Kay, it was healing for me to yeah. see her embraced yeah. by others mm-hmm. and loved so beautifully. Knowing that a few years ago she would not have been able to do that. She wouldn't have been able yeah. to. So I mean, God is bringing about a great healing in my yeah. sister in her psyche through the acceptance and love of mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. who walk with her now and don't shun her. They embrace her. They love mm-hmm. her. They just um, have made uh, mm-hmm. made her part of their family. And it is such an important thing for us to remember and recognize that as Christians, we are called to love mm-hmm. and embrace and welcome people yeah. into our circles. And I think Kay's example, too, um, just points to another important thing to understand, and that is um, sometimes God heals instantly. And some God, sometimes God heals incrementally. Yes. And we don't know why he decides to do it one way versus the other. But his ways are not our ways. And, you know, he has worked with Kay incrementally. Yes. And, but there has been tremendous progress. Yes. And, you know, those of us who know her, I, I think, and know you, we believe that she will be fully freed of her affliction um, in God's time. Exactly. In God's time. Oh, I claim it. <laughs> I claim it on the radio right now. <laughs> Um, yes, God is amazing, and if people knew her full story, they would they would recognize that she has really received tremendous healing mm-hmm. already in these first three years that she's been up here. Um, so let's talk a little bit about spiritual healing. So in, in this uh, document that I'm reading from, it says, uh, this means above all the healing from sin mm-hmm. that restores a person to a relationship with God. So, okay. Yeah. So when we turn away from God mm-hmm. and we start maybe um, doing pornography, right? Mm-hmm. Adding, allowing sin into our lives and then we become addicted, right? There's a lot of brokenness yeah. in, our, in our lives, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, no different from gambling, no different from alcohol addiction, no mm-hmm. different from, you know, other forms of addiction. Right. Um, what other kinds of things that hurt us when we turn away from God? So, I mean, you know, it's so today's time, unfortunately, offers us all kinds of opportunities to turn away from God from the simplest things like, you know, and the most easily accessible things like the games on the computer that, you know, that can trap young, particularly young people, but all people's hearts into them, you know, yes. I mean, all kinds of things today are are offered as um, 
you know, as alternatives to to God, to you know, the, a relationship. And, uh, to a relationship with God. Yeah, and so easily we can we can turn to these things, you know, because in in some ways it's easier to get that quick fix, right? I mean, that's what that's what this time is about: getting a quick fix, whether it's that quick bite of news on on the newscasts and or you know the the playing the game or, or what, whatever it is, you know, we're seeking that quick fix, and you know, it's all just a a replacement for what we what our heart is ultimately after and that is what saint augustine said that you made us for yourself O lord and our heart is restless until it rests in you amen and i think you and i were talking earlier about the fact that one of the one of the strongholds that often holds back or or, or is an obstacle to healing in the lives of people is the inability to forgive yes yes oh gosh um you know i i I spent seven years, I think it is, seven years um, living and working in uh, Croatia um, at a retreat center and with this priest there. And the priest, in the context of the retreats that we were doing, had the permission from his bishop to perform exorcisms when somebody came. He wasn't the official exorcist of the diocese, but when somebody came on a retreat and presented with issues that needed, you know, deliverance ministry he was authorized to do it and um, and so I assisted with that ministry quite often and one of the things that was for me it was such an eye-opening thing um, to see first of all to see the reality of evil at work all around us but secondly to see what it is that can lead to healing or not lead to healing or lead to not being able to be healed and I remember so well this one young woman that he spent quite a bit of time praying with Um, she was one of the only people that he ministered to that as long as I was there, I don't know what happened after I left, but as long as I was there, she would not, she was not able to be freed. And one time I had a conversation with him about why that was the case. And he said it was two things. And he said, um, she has her relationship with her mother. She refuses to forgive her mother for things that happened in her childhood. And secondly, she refused to go to confession. And he said, when we have unforgiveness in our heart and when we, um, don't allow the healing power of God and the forgiveness of God into our lives through confession. Those are major roadblocks to healing. Yeah. It was such an eye-opener. And so, again, to anyone listening in who perhaps struggles with that um, battle to forgive someone who has hurt you, and mm-hmm. I was one of those persons, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm with you on this. I understand the struggle. Um, go to the Lord and ask for the grace to forgive because truly it is uh, it is you are in a you are in a cage of unforgiveness and you've locked yourself in and it's it, that lack of forgiveness and holding on to those those kinds of things um, it provide provides fertile soil for continued sin in our lives for continued pain and suffering and the only way to be freed of all of that is as you said in the very beginning, it requires humility, it requires surrender, it requires going to the Lord and saying, this is who I am, Lord. Amen. Um, and uh, Anne and I have both heard this spoken very, very clearly, that one good confession, and I mean a good confession, where you spend time in prayer, you look at an examination of conscience and kind of read through what really does constitute a sin against, um, you know, the first commandment mm-hmm. where we're supposed to love God first and, and honor Him, um, and really looking, where have I fallen short in my relationship with God and with others? 
um, and then you go and confess that, there, that one good confession is better than yes. any type Amen. of deliverance or exorcism ministry, anything yes. like that. Exactly. That is a healing sacrament that will set you free in a way that nothing else can. And, you know, I, I, I think this can't be emphasized enough. That's, you know, I would hope that people who are listening to Catholic Radio would understand this. But if there's anybody who doesn't, I just really want to make this point that so often people think the sacrament of reconciliation is, you know, something punitive or something. You know, you go into this box and you say all the bad things that you've done and, you know, you might have this idea that the priest is going to yell at you or whatever. Nothing could be further from the truth. This is a sacrament of mercy, a sacrament of healing, a sacrament of light, a sacrament where you go into darkness and you come out light. And so if there's anybody who's listening, who's struggling with this, who's carrying so many burdens in their heart, who's carrying so much sin, who's carrying so much baggage, I really, 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 both Letty and I really want to encourage you to just run to the sacrament because so much healing can happen, as Letty said, in one good, open-hearted confession. Amen, sister. That is truth. And I love to hear you proclaim it. Amen. <laughs> so the fourth and final form of healing is, is exorcism and deliverance. Mm -hmm. So that's the more serious where somewhere a, a door has been opened um, to uh, mm -hmm. to the enemy of our souls, the, the devil, yeah. right? And perhaps we have gone to a Reiki master and, and we've uh, allowed a Reiki master to pray over us and they invoke powers. Yes. And they are not good powers. Exactly. And that can afflict us for quite a long time if we don't go and mm -hmm. seek the help of an ordained minister of the Catholic mm -hmm. Church who can pray prayers of deliverance and in, if necessary and in very rare instances prayers of exorcism and um, help to set you free through the power of our dear Lord. And you know not to sort of put a negative spin towards the end here but I do just want to emphasize that so often I think people assume that oh evil is not that you know is not that present in the world or that you know say there is no you know a lot of there's a lot of people who say there's no real uh, there's no real Satan it's just like communal evil or whatever it is you know Satan is real and wants to steal us away from God in very real ways. And we need to be careful of those kinds of influences and be aware of all the, the, the weapons that are at our disposal to fight to fight the fight that's before us. And we have been given these weapons, the sacraments of the church, the sacramentals of the church. We, we, we have no idea the power of something like holy water or the name of Our Lady, you know, invoking the name of Amen. Our Lady or calling upon the precious blood of Jesus, you know, when you're in a, in a, in a state where, you know, maybe you're being tempted by that pornography that, you know, that he spoke about earlier. Call upon Our Lady. Call upon the, the precious blood of Jesus to cover you. Those are powerful weapons against the realities of Satan. Amen. So, Let's bring it back to, to one of our, well, to our present Pope, Pope Francis. This is one of his beautiful statements. I have a dogmatic certainty. God is in every person's life. God is in everyone's life. Even if the life of a person has been a disaster, even if it is destroyed by vices, drugs, or anything else, God is in this person's life. You can, you must try to seek God in every human life. Although the life of a person is a land full of thorns and weeds, there is always a space in which the good seed can grow. You have to trust in God. Amen. What hope there is in that, right? I mean, Beautiful. No matter what mud we might find ourselves in, there's always 
there's always hope when, when knowing that we have a God who loves us. So much, so much so that he died on the cross for us as, you know, and and he would do it again and again if needed. And we're coming up on uh, on Pentecost here. And, you know, with the power of the Holy Spirit, he, he unleashes his gifts through us as people to help with his ministry of healing. Yes. So brothers and sisters, you know, we only have a few more minutes left, but I just want to encourage you again. If you are struggling with some type of woundedness, whether it is, you know, emotional pain, uh, physical pain, spiritual things that you've perhaps opened the door to to sin and you feel uh, an addiction that has taken over your life and you you feel like there's no way out, those there is a way out. There is a way yes, out. There is. His name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the sacraments of, in the church that he established. Amen. <laughs> and Letty and Ann, can I just jump in? It's yes, Angela. Yes. We have a prayer request from a listener. I was wondering, would you be open to praying for this person who's asked you for your prayers? Of course. Absolutely. She, her, her specific thing is um, she's feeling stressed, but she wants you to pray for all of the moms. Okay. Um, that are feeling particularly stressed and need and need healing from that, and then she went through and she listed certain people in her family. Okay, thank That's, you. And her name again is her name is Janice. Janice. Okay, we'll be, we'll begin prayer for Janice. Thank in the name you. Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, dearest Lord, you know Janice. You know everything about her, and you know the the anxiety she feels, the stress she feels as a mother, and she looks at the world and she wants us to pray for all. All those mothers who also are struggling with all sorts of um, obligations of caring for their their spouses or their children or their other loved ones, whatever their situation, Lord, you've given mom uh, moms a special blessing. Um, but we get tired. I'm I'm a mother. And Lord, I just ask you to pour your grace down into her right now. Pour your grace down into each one of us who are mothers, whether we're uh, mothers of children were spiritual mothers. Anne is a spiritual mother, and I have lots of friends, Mary Beth and Cindy too. They're spiritual mothers. They're they're aunts. They're they're um, you know, they're very special women to other people. And who do we turn to? We turn to Blessed Mother. She's the best mother we could ever turn to. And so we ask you, Mother Mary, to just wrap every mother in your mantle and bring healing and hope to all these people that are in our hearts. There's so many people that we love that are struggling. And you take these prayers and you make them perfect and you lift them up to your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we thank you, Mother Mary, for your intercession. We call upon all the saints of heaven. We call upon our guardian angels, St. Michael, um, defend us in battle. And we thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for us and loving us so well. And, and, and Lord, we also just beg you to send your Holy Spirit right now upon Janice. Just fill her heart, flood her with your healing presence, you. flood her with your with your joy and with your light and with your life so that she can feel that presence of you in her life, so she can feel that peace that passes understanding for her and for all mothers out there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone.
have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.